Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This is going to be for Isaiah chapter 50. So the first three verses, Israel is is faithless despite God's power. Yea, for thus saith the Lord, have I put thee away, or have I cast thee off forever? For thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put thee away? Or to which of my creditors I have sold you, or have I sold you? Behold, your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. The Lord has not divorced us, nor sold us into slavery. God cannot ever be in debt. Through sin they have sold themselves." Verse 2, Wherefore, when I came, there was no man. When I called, there was none to answer. O house of Israel, is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem, or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness, and their fish to stink, because the waters are dried up, and they and they die because of thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. The Lord said in Matthew 24, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and, and then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Perhaps earthquakes and volcanic activity will cover the heavens with blackness. Elder McConkie said, I clothe the heavens with blackness and there is no more revelation. Thus saith our God, such is his promises, spoken prophetically of our day, and here given in modern times is his announcement that he, as he spake, so it shall, so it has come to pass. Verily, verily, I say unto you, darkness covereth the earth and gross darkness the minds of the people. And all flesh has become corrupt before my face. The, the blackness may also symbolize mourning for the destruction of the wicked at the second coming. Verses 4 through 9, prophecies of the Messiah. This is known as the servant song. Christ is the servant during the meridian of time. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. Christ will speak with knowledge and eloquence, that I should know how to speak a word in season. Unto thee, O house of Israel, when ye are weary, he will know what to say at the right time. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. Uh, In other words, he's receiving revelation. I wonder if he's advocating here early morning seminary. Verse five, and the Lord God op- hath op- hath appointed mine ears, and I will not, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. He fulfilled his mission. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. The servant gave his cheeks to those who pluck off, pluck out the hair. The Oriental regarded the beard as a sign of freedom and respect, and to pluck out the hair of the beard is to show utter contempt. Although there is no scripture that indicates that Jesus' beard was plucked out during his torture prior to the crucifixion, that may be a reason why Peter said he didn't know the Savior because his beard was gone. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. So that's what's going to happen in in First Nephi 19. It says, "In the world, because of their iniquity, shall judge him to be a thing of naught. Wherefore they scourge him, and he suffereth it; and they smite him, and he suffereth it. Yea, they spit upon him, and he suffereth it, because of his loving kindness, his long suffering towards the children of men." Verse 7, For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded, therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Elder McConkie said, The course of his life was toward the cross, and he was steadfast and immovable in his determination to follow this very course, one laid out for him by his father. Clearly that there was no turning back. Verse 8, And the Lord is near, and he justifieth me. 
Who will contend with me? Let us stand together, like two lawyers standing together to plead their cases. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me, and I will smite him with the strength of my mouth. For the Lord God will help me, and all they which shall condemn me. Behold, all they shall wax old as a garment, and the moth shall eat them up. Now, verses 10 and 11, trusting in the Lord. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness, and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord, and stay. In other words, in Hebrew, be supported by, upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindleth a fire, kindleth fire that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that ye have kindled, this shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. This expression refers to those who walk in their own way, according to their own will, rather than according to the will and direction of the Lord. So that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.